This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. One billion dollar Powerball I see here. I don't know, maybe by the time you're listening to this, Somebody will have won it. Cash value, $500 million, round numbers. Uncle Joe's going to take half. The big guy gets half. Half right off the top. Lots of money from these lotteries. It's funny, people get all excited. I mean, it is a little exciting. A billion dollars. I remember when I was a kid, there was a big run-up in one of these Powerballs, and I remember the, the story Trump bought like $10,000 worth of tickets or something like that. You know, I, I guess everybody's got a little bit of a gambler in them at some point, right? And you say, ah, why not? I'll take a chance. I'll take a chance on a billion. That would really just be the beginning if you wanted it to be. It really could uh, completely change your life. The reality is that uh, it's pretty much 100% that people that win the lottery end up broke and miserable, in many cases dead. It's, it's unbelievable, really. People can't handle it. Let me give you a little tip to make it real easy for you. You come into this kind of money, I would say anything over, anything in the multiple millions or above, probably even in the millions depending on where you're at. But you've got to be very careful. A simple thing to do in this case, uh, you've got 497.3 million. So take the the 7.3 and put it in your in your bank account with your debit card, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say structure it like that, but you get the idea. I'm not giving you financial or legal advice here. You say, well, it's not insured then. Right, well, whatever. I don't know. Spread it out among 400 different banks, whatever you got to do to make yourself feel better, okay? My point is you take, you take a little piece off the top, $7.3 million. Listen, you can have a lot of fun with $7.3 million, all right? You take the rest of the money. And you divide it up into some kind of chunks, and you hire multiple different attorneys and multiple different money managers. You don't put it all with one. $500 million? I'd say at least 10 of these money managers. Spread that risk around, right? $50 million each. I'm going to open a fund with you. I'm going to do $50 million in investment with you. Well, we'd like all of your business. Well, you're not going to get it. I don't trust anybody to the tune of $500 million. You just can't. You spread the money around. But the point, the bigger point is this. You just got to um, invest it and live off the interest. You can spend all the interest. Just don't touch the principal. That's the key. As long as you do that, you know, you're always going to be in pretty good shape. Maybe you have it set up that you get uh, weekly payments or something like that if you need that kind of discipline. Anyway, a billion bucks. You're like, forget about it, Chris. That's not fun. I want to talk about the $500 million. What would I do? And that's the problem. People say, well, the yacht, a planet, an island, <laughs> whatever, whatever you could dream up at that, at that price. But when you do that, uh, let's say you buy a boat. You, know, you, gotta, you, gotta, you have operating costs with that. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I would consider buying a, uh, a vacation resort or two or three in a place that I love. You know, so that I could just uh, go hang there. That would really be my dream. 
I was saying the other day to somebody that, uh, you know, I, I like I like living uh, in more of a quiet area. I, I don't know that I really want to be out on the side of a mountain, like in Montana, like completely away from everybody. I, I, it's not really my cup of tea, if I'm going to be completely honest. Not that I, I couldn't cozy up to the idea, trust me. But, you know, you want to be have, have access to things, don't you, on some level? I mean, come on. What are you going to do, just sit out there in a cabin and do nothing? That's not going to be – I mean, you say, well, you have plenty to do, work the land. Yeah, I mean, that definitely has its, uh, its attractions, right? But I prefer to be able to uh, – do things on some level. I don't know. Go out to eat once in a while, for God's sake. Is that too much to ask? Uh, but I also like being in town. I like I like being in the city. Not so much anymore. But I like being in town. I like where there's where there's things going on. Generally, I like it where it's you know quieter. Where like where we are now. But um, I like the idea of both. And I like even going down to um, uh, San Antonio or something like that, or uh, Miami, or. Um, I don't know a, a billion places I could rather the Gulf Coast of uh, of uh, of the Gulf of Mexico. The whole Gulf Coast there is incredible, really, on the American side. It's incredible. I've driven most of that. So my thought would be, you have these different resorts. You want to go? You just pop in and you own the place. Hey, I'll take the uh, penthouse suite. Thank you. Make sure it's ready at ten. Uh, I was watching. Um, Who's the the uh, the billionaire guy that uh, has the basketball team? I forget his name. Mark, um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But anyway, he was saying that when he sold his first business, he uh, he bought for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. He bought like a, 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 a United Airlines or American Airlines like unlimited pass, like, and he bought two of them. So like him and a friend. And he was talking about how much fun. He's like, hey, he'd be out to dinner. I'm like, hey, let's let's go to San Francisco for dinner, whatever the case might be. That's fun. That would be fun to me. Hey, uh, what are we doing this weekend? Nothing. Eh, it's, the weather looks a little crappy. Let's go down to uh, Gulfport, go down to our place down there, go hang out at the pool. So I don't know. That would be my, my way of dealing with it. I'm sure you'd have different ideas. What would you do if you won this billion dollars? Do you even, how many people listening even even play the lottery. I do not. So not really something that I'm into. Nice to dream about though, right? Yes, I'm still a little sick. I'm sure you can hear it. Uh, At this point, it's like getting over a cold, I guess. I don't really, I feel pretty good uh, working in the yard a little bit over the weekend. Nothing too crazy. Doing a little leaf blowing, a little mowing, cleaning up the leaves, putting a few things away. Uh, I found a little firewood to put away, One, just a cartload, nothing too much. And um, I found myself getting a little winded and a little tired, but I kept at it. I, you know, I was out there about five hours steady, not too bad, but I don't know, blew my nose this morning, and uh, I think a small mammal popped out. It was unbelievable. Just the congestion. Still got a nasty little virus, this COVID thing. What are you going to do? I was uh, got an email from Mercola. I don't know if you if you subscribe to Dr. Mercola. If you don't, I, I recommend it. Great information. But anyway, he was doing an interview I was listening to, and he was talking about getting outside. Isn't that timely? I was talking about it yesterday. I'm telling you, it's, it's, he, he, um, he was saying that he was out at this event out in Arizona, and they were taking a lunch break, and 
him and a handful of other people that think like him, they decided to take their shirts off to get a little sun. And he's like, 30 minutes to an hour a day of of natural sunlight, particularly at the, at the height of the day. Mm, I'm telling you, it's something to wake up to. Uh, it's something to, to have in the course of a day. It's just, you know what I'm talking about. You know how good the sun feels? There's something to it. It's just, it's life-giving. You know, they talked about the vitamin D and the mood and, and all that, but don't make it too complicated. Just go get outside. The more you're outside, I think that the more clear you're going to think, the more open your mind will be, the more at peace you'll be. I find, you know, like when I start getting agitated, and it's, I need to get outside. I need to be outside. Whatever the case might be, it's just good for you. People don't do enough of it. And uh, it's a shame. It's a gift. It's a gift to be outside. Think about it. You know, the sun, it's toxic. It's deadly. It's a giant ball of radiation is what it is. But it just so happens. It just so happens that it's just the right distance. That, that that radiation is actually good for you in small doses. Really amazing when you think about it. Uh, get some sun. Get outside. That's the point. Well, I found this little story. I thought I got to mention this. Maybe you heard about it. Uh, we had 44 out on the campaign trail. Uh, the former president kicked off his return to the campaign trail by taking on Georgia football icon and Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker. Here's what Obama said uh, to a crowd at Gateway Center Arena. It's funny, too, because like when you look at this, this so-called crowd, it doesn't look like Obama's getting nearly the crowds that Trump is getting. This is what the real concern is. This is why they hate him. All right? So Obama, uh, back on the, on the campaign trail, kicked off his return to the campaign trail. Interesting, right? And really, it just kind of subtly put that in there. So now we got this knucklehead going to be out flapping his gums, right? You say, oh, Trump needs to shut up. Well, how about Obama shut up? I'll give you one for one on that. I'll trade Trump if, if, for, if Obama would just shut up. He does so much damage, right? But he's good at it. He said, here's how he started off. He said, Herschel Walker was a heck of a football player. It's very wise to do that because you get people say, oh, Oh, he's going to talk about Herschel Walker, right? Herschel Walker, he was fast. He's a fast running back or whatever he was. And you pay a compliment, right? Now you've got everybody's attention, no matter which side of the issue they're on. And it's, and it's classy. It's all, it's classy. The phony is all got out, but it's classy, right? Obama, Obama is a, is a, is a very eloquent speaker, Right? He had nothing good to say beyond that, but he is a very eloquent speaker. See, I said that very eloquently, too. He smiles as he lies to you. He's got a big old smile. Herschel Walker, he was one, one heck of a football player. But that would make him no more qualified to be a U.S. senator than to fly an airplane or perform surgery. Drew laughter and cheers for more than seven thousand people who waited hours to see him. Ooh, well, maybe he did draw a big crowd. That's a lot. 
So what makes Obama qualified to do anything? Why, because he was smoking dope up at the Yale or Harvard or whatever he is with Michael? Hmm? You ever see the early pictures of them? I don't know. Is Brittany Griner a girl? You tell me. Look closely. Look closely and tell me what you see. Obama's up there uh, smoking crack or whatever he was smoking, right? We've seen the pictures circulating around. And so what? And, so, and he called himself an activist because he went down into the ghettos and got people stirred up. Right? He, he knows how to say things that you can't argue with. Well, just because you're a good football player doesn't mean you know how to fly an airplane. Okay. And just because you know how to run your mouth, uh, and just because you, you say it with a smile, and just because you use nice words, doesn't make any of it true or helpful. But here's where he really goes for the zinger. He says, Georgia deserves better. What is that? What is that exactly? That, that Raphael uh, Warnock is better somehow than, than Herschel Walker? Georgia deserves better than what? A football player? Maybe America deserves better than a crackhead, wouldn't you say? America deserves better than some lying, foreign-born crackhead come over here spewing at us what Georgia needs and doesn't need, wouldn't you say? I mean, why don't we just put it all out? We're going to talk this way, right? What did Obama really do to, to bring the country together? Divided the country more than ever. Set the, You wouldn't have Trump if it weren't for 44 cracking his lips the way that he does. Meanwhile, while, while uh, uh, Crack Boy is going to return to the, the, the campaign stage, maybe him and Hunter can get together over the weekend and they can... They can warm up the crack pipes again like old times. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get the old crack pipes fired up and talk about politics. Maybe that's an Uncle Joe can just look. You don't think Uncle Joe hits the crack pipe, do you? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he did. Meanwhile, while he's talking about nothing, right, what did Obama just say? What ideas did he bring to the table? Did he have any? Let me continue on a minute a second. Let's not... Uh, um, let's see what some of the who reported on this initially the Washington Post good God Democratic strategists say Obama is the sole party leader able to draw, draw major base motivating crowds without simultaneously angering the other side oh really well you're not allowed to be angry right if, you, if you're angry they'll say you're racist Oh, oh, what do you mean you're questioning his 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 citizenship? Oh, why? Because he's black? If he was white, you wouldn't be questioning it. Actually, I am raising the question for whites as well. really wasn't a gender-based question, but that's how they shut it down. But then they put out this, oh, you know, inclusion, and everybody has a voice, unless you're a white male, unless you're a straight white male or you happen to be a Republican. Either way, you're out. Obama called out some of the GOP TV ads that portray Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, who is black, as someone who is different. Uh, Mandela, get ready to dig up that birth certificate, Obama quipped, a reference to the conspiracy theory pushed by... Well, you know, it's funny because it's the Democrat Party that has the terrorists within their ranks. 
And Obama's one of them. Look at the trouble that he stirred up with Black Lives Matter. That they preach this, uh, go look into OFA, OFA, Organizing for Action, and look at all that did. Why isn't that being investigated uh, for for, uh, in-kind campaign contributions? Uh, 44 also argued that democracy is on the ballot and offered a pitch for his party as being more serious about solutions to the issues that voters are concerned about, including abortion rights, inflation, and crime. So let me say a couple things about this that really points to how horrid the Democrat Party has uh, become. And you can clearly blame it on Obama. To think that in the midst of what is going to shape up as a major global recession, to say the least, on the brink of World War III, on top of many, many other problems, huge domestic problems, go through any city. I mean, you can't deny it at this point. Everybody is seeing these problems. And to suggest that in the midst of all that, that abortion should be the front and center issue, is really phenomenal to me that somebody could even suggest that with a straight face. I don't know exactly what Obama's statement was on the matter, but this statement is patently false right out of the gate. Just like free college was a lie. Abortion rights. There's no right to an abortion. Where is that developed? Have you ever read the Constitution? It says the right to life. It doesn't declare... That, 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 that there's some right. Now, there's also other rights in there that you could argue the, the legal merits of abortion both ways, which was done, right? Uh, but there's a whole myriad of, of considerations that you're hearing all that, that playing on as far as the legalities go. But there's nowhere does it say that abortion is a right. No, not like that. Not like that. You can say privacy and, 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 and uh, right to, to personal freedom. But the difference is that when there's another human being involved. And so we say that the, the state, under, under the uh, guise of welfare, does have rights to intervene in, in parents' lives, right? You're abusing a child. Isn't that amazing? That a, a, an infant that's two days old that can be abused and, and, and killed, it'll become a, a capital crime. Just four days prior, somehow that that baby hasn't seen the light of day yet, and it's a different matter. And that's not the case in many places that you could go that close to pregnancy. But you understand what I'm trying to say there. There is no right to an abortion. And I'm not trying to re-argue the matter. I made my feelings on it clear. But I would say above above and beyond anything... This is not what's on most people's minds. People have forgotten about it. People don't care at this point. They really don't. You know, part of the problem is there's been so many abortions over the years, so many people involved in it, I'm finding. And I don't judge anybody that has. I really don't. You know, I couldn't um, imagine, as I've said many times, being faced with that decision myself. I'm just saying that, that this Roe v. Wade was wrong on many levels, took away people's rights, And when they began forcing me to pay for it, that's when it became a real problem. And that's the issue front and center, plain plain and simple. No, you can't force taxpayers and ratepayers to pay for it. But somehow, and it really reflects the evilness of Obama and his Democrat Party, 
that somehow that the top priority, not finding a solution to the formula shortage that continues to go on, not making sure that people around the world will have heat this winter, no, making sure that babies can be freely killed off en masse and for profit. It really goes to show you the vile nature. This this, uh, liberal democracy that they have pushed has gotten so warped. You know, I talked about it becoming full circle. What's happened is it's turned into full-on evil fascism. How is it any different than what happened in the concentration camps? Millions of Jews exterminated in the concentration camps. Millions of babies exterminated here in this country. Some 50 million. A far worse atrocity than anything that ever occurred under Hitler. Under this idea of liberal democracy. My body, my choice. I can do whatever I want. And this warped way of thinking that love is love. Love trumps hate, right? You can love another man. You can love another woman. And that has bled into uh, that you can have love between a, a child and an adult, and somehow it's okay. It's not okay. I'm not saying that those feelings uh, don't develop. You know, I've talked about that. You're working around, you know, you see this with teachers where they almost become uh, adolescent-esque, whether they just never really grew up, and that's what brought I don't know. Like, the, like a, an age dysphoria of some kind. But that's where a little bit of discipline comes into play. And when the individual can't show enough discipline to stay away from the kids, well, that's the one that gets castrated. You see what I'm saying? One way or the other, the fathers are going to make sure that the discipline is is restored. People are only going to put up with so much. And so then they move, the Democrats move into this inflation and crime agenda. Well, it's too late. People have seen through the charade. On the inflation side... You had liberals in the media openly saying that if it takes a recession to take out Trump, then so be it. It's what they wanted. They wanted more government, more spending, and they pushed their their modern economic theory garbage. And it was oh so good. It was oh so good when the money was printing, when the money was flowing. People said, oh, this is great. We can just have as much as we want whenever. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to give it out. Everybody have a little. Now, don't worry about the deficit. Don't even worry about It's those crazy Republicans, right? You got Republicans, conservatives saying, this is the existential threat to our country. And, and liberals are going, no, surely a couple extra dollars in your pocket isn't an existential threat now, is it? The scorpions abound, don't they? They really do. Maybe that's what I should rename the podcast. The scorpion and the frog. Interesting idea, wouldn't you say? That could be good. I was thinking about, I threw this out last week. I said, it's going to be a problem to continue with this podcast. I'm watching what's going on with Twitter, and I find it very intriguing. I almost thought about going back on, just because it's kind of exciting to me now. Uh, But I thought, I don't know if I want to take the bait. You know, who's to say that that the prying eyes aren't still there? They are still there. But he sees what's going on. But it's really amazing uh, what's changing there. Anyway, interesting times, right? Obama, who left office in 2017, well, really he was done in 2016, is raising his profile at a complicated time with polls showing 
Democrats losing momentum in the midterms. Now, they lost it. Uh, it appears to me that Republicans are raising money uh, as a whole, two to one. That's not the case in every race. But there's a huge gap there. A lot of, uh, I'm told, Republican votes in the early voting. Political tensions rose significantly over the past few days with increased anxiety after the violent attack against Paul Pelosi by an assailant who was looking for his wife, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. So suddenly, somebody reports, we don't know who the somebody was, somebody close to the investigation, had no idea who that was, reported that the intruder yelled, where's Nancy, where's Nancy? And that has turned into a bona fide fact that the assailant was looking for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Isn't that phenomenal that the reporters just did that? In Georgia, Obama walked on stage just hours after the attack. I want to take a moment just to say a prayer for a friend of mine. I find it interesting that uh, somebody who can preach about the right to kill babies is going to take a moment to pray at the same time. He also talked about the attack in Michigan on Saturday. I don't know about the attack on Michigan. I know about the, uh, the FBI's fake attack on Whitmer. So that was a, a false flag. That's been proven now. You don't think it's possible that it happened in this Pelosi case? I saw Fox News uh, covered it uh, late in the evening. I guess it was Saturday night. And they said, well, what, what seems to have happened here is a few disconnected stories that got the facts messed up. And I kind of alluded to that in what I said yesterday, right? I said, they get these disconnected points that are unverified. And so how do you really know the truth? We don't. But something's not right. I don't, see, I don't think that that lack of knowing the truth points anymore to some MAGA Republican break-in. It still points firmly to Paul had his boyfriend over and they got in a spat. Okay? Uh, why wouldn't he say it? Is this uh, a homophobic reaction by the Pelosi's? You know, there's another thing that I think the Democrats haven't fooled anybody. The Democrats want to say, oh, we're the party of tolerance and we support homosexuality and we support transgender and we support blacks and we support women. Hmm. Unless you have a different point of view, right? Unless you think a little bit differently than what they want you to think, then all of a sudden, no. Look at uh, Herschel Walker. He's black, but that doesn't, doesn't stop his buddy Obama from making fun of him. You look at Ricky Lake out in Arizona. She's doing great. Why can't, why can't there be a rallying behind her? Why wouldn't good Americans want to see Ricky Lake? She's knocking it out of the park. She's doing great. Paul Pelosi. And this, this is the other. Nobody cares. They're like, oh, they keep creating these false emergencies to create headlines. And nobody cares. It's not going to change anybody. You think anybody's going, oh, you know what? I better vote for Shapiro for governor in Pennsylvania. Nobody's making that connection, these idiots. They just, oh, they blame everything on Trump. You know, Pelosi gets hit in the head with a hammer in the middle of the night. Coming off, of, has he even served his time for his DUI? Is he on house arrest? What's the deal with that? I know these are the scumbags that these people are. Nobody asks these questions. Fox News debunked the two-hammer theory that I discussed. They said, no. It was just a miscommunication. It was only one hammer. Okay, thanks for 
Thanks for uh, clarifying that. But the people know now, you know, Obama coming out and saying, you know, we're the party that can bring solutions for things like um, uh, inflation and crime. What are you talking about? The Democrat Party is the one that brought all these problems. We didn't have all this crime until they unleashed Antifa and Black Lives Matter that suddenly came up out of nowhere, just like ISIS disappeared overnight after after this this lying creep, 40, 44, what number was he? 44. Four, smiling 44, right? What did he sold off all the uranium? Now Biden's selling off all the oil. Why didn't, they talk, why didn't Obama bring that up? Why don't you explain why they, they sold 15 million barrels or whatever to Europe while people here aren't going to be able to afford to heat their homes? Got this picture here with this Governor Whitmer in Michigan sitting and smiling and laughing while Obama talks. That's what they do. <laughs> like a bunch of seals. He said nothing. He said, uh, uh, who actually voted for more resources for our police departments, Obama asked. Is it somebody who carries around a phony badge and says he's in law enforcement? Who's that? I don't know. Oh, referring to an honorary sheriff's badge. Who actually voted for more resources for our police? No, this is a, such a clear lie. Does he not realize people are seeing through that? Who was the, the, the defund the police movement? Well, that was a Republican movement? That's what they're trying to do now. It's laughable. People aren't believing it. They're like, no, you were the ones that wanted to release criminals. You still got Fetterman. This is where Fetterman is failing. He can't pull that back. He's like, I'm for releasing. Everybody deserves a second chance. Yeah, it's on tape. Yeah, really? I'm saying we need to lock a few more of these people up. So is everybody else. Not one. Some of this is a function of being an ex-president rather than a sitting president. Um, after leaving the stage in Georgia Friday night, Karen Bass, a Democrat running to be mayor in Los Angeles, uh, and after Michigan, he headed to Wisconsin. Uh, Tuesday, Obama scheduled in Nevada. Carrie Lake's going to tear them up down there. She's just tearing everybody up. Anyway, while he's out running his mouth with nothing substantive to say, Right? All he's doing is making fun of her. Oh, who was it that actually got more police resources? Why don't you say it for what it was? We actually increased funding to police. You sit there and say that with a straight face to that black crowd after you told them about defunding the police. It was bad for minority communities. While he's sitting there, uh, you know, talking about nothing, lots of words about nothing, just like uh, Jean-Claude Pierre there in the White House. Well, you know, if you look at it six ways to sideways, you come up with some different answers. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Meanwhile, I mentioned the other day that there was a proposal in the House of Representatives going nowhere, made by Republicans to bring back the gold standard in this country. So clearly, I'm not the only one that's seeing that there's problems with the currency. You know this. It's being seen by people around the world. I believe that's what this international fight is really about. The Russians and the Chinese are like, yeah, these dollars, you got nothing. The country's not, you have the, have the resources. You're not pumping oil. China provides over half the world's coal. 
The United States was a leader uh, in, in oil and some other things. We gave away all of our best secrets. The technology has just reached the saturation point. You know, they keep wanting to talk about the digital world and the automated world, and I'm sure there will be more coming. But it's about reached its limit. People have realized that there's just only so much fake life you can have, that at some point that you need real. Right? The, the, the Zoom meetings proved that. It was great in the beginning. Still is kind of great in some ways that you can hop on and make a video call on a presentation like that. Great to connect, but it doesn't replace in-person meetings any more than phone calls do. You know, social media, everything you do online is going to go through. There's only so much online. You got people now pre going, getting outside is going to become like a new religion. You watch. Get away from the screen, and instead of exposing your eyeballs to porn and, and uh, meta Go expose it to, to the, the leaves changing color here. See how different you feel about that, what it does for the way you think and look at things. Meanwhile, our competitors, our enemies, are doing what? China and Russia may be working toward a new gold-backed currency in a move that would aim to dethrone the dollar as the primary reserve currency of the world. But any such currency would unlikely achieve that goal according to Peter Aiken, who doesn't want to see this happen. The U.S. dollar remains the safest, most convenient, and most widely used currency in Asia and in the world today. Um, people are testing that. Russia is saying, and I believe this is at the heart of everything. This manipulation of the dollar. We're robbing these countries around the world. You, you think that, um, that this is fair, and it's not. Look at China. The people there are living largely in squalor. They're being crushed by their own fiat money systems. They're screaming out for some predictability as well. So is Russia. But the people of China, you know, while the American standard of living has gone through the roof, at least for what's left of the middle class, uh, that hasn't happened in China. There's been wealth generated for sure, but the average schlub... Look at what's happening in the iPhone factories right now. Those people are revolting right now. You know why? Because they're being locked in the factories. I kid you not. Being fed like a, a piece of bread. It, it's unbelievable, really, the human rights violations. The money's got to continue to flow. They don't have a choice. It's at the root of their problem as well. Say, so why not a global currency... It's, it's backed by one standard that everybody fairly competes. It'd probably end a lot of the wars, all these false wars. Why do you think it's all created? It's all created to continue to push this lie, this scorpion. The U.S. dollar remains the safest, the most convenient, and most widely used currency in Asia and the world today. Neither China or Russia confirmed plans for such a currency. But China earlier this year started to buy up Huge quantities of gold at the same time Russia was forced off the dollar through the sanctions in response to the invasion of Ukraine. The war also led to the steepest discount on gold prices in years. I don't know why that happened, by the way. I bought some gold. I guess I overpaid for it. I didn't buy a lot. I do recommend having a little bit. Here's an argument here that California universities need to hire undocumented workers. 
What we need to immediately do, it wouldn't cost a penny. You don't need a wall. There really doesn't need to be a lot of conversation about it. You simply create a federal law making it a, a, a felony to house, hire, or assist any illegal immigrants. It has to be knowingly, and that's going to be where the transfer of money occurs. If you stop the transfer of money, and government has every right to regulate that commerce. It's very simple. It's very simple. You can leave the border wide open. You don't need a wall. But if it was one year in jail and a $100,000 fine for every single day of the occurrence, maybe it's a little extreme. Make it 10000 a day. It would be, still be as effective. Right? So the local landscaper that wants cheap labor, who's going to do it on the backs of the illegal immigrants? Now, there's a lot to these stories. I'm not vilifying anybody. I'm just saying to you that it needs to stop. You can't just keep the, this massive... Uh, 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 switch in population, you know, this, this white replacement that's going on, whether it's being done by design or not, it's not racist to say that. It's not racist to say that it's wrong to commit people to basically indentured servitude that we benefit from in the form of cheap prices. And the whole world's fed up with it. Um, anyway, I would immediately pass a law. $10,000 fine for every day of the occurrence. You hire an illegal immigrant, I don't care if it's for a housekeeper, for landscaping, or to work at the university, and you're going to go to jail and you're going to face big penalties. It is another existential threat to our society. Being proven every day, the crime statistics show it. The overrun of our schools and our towns show it. Trump moved $30 million into a new political action campaign. I have the chart here, Dem uh, big Republican donors, two to one over Democrats. Interesting with Trump out. Uh, I was looking into this trying to find a little more. The rumor is that the IRS is donating money to political campaigns. So is the U.S. Department of Energy. Um, they're saying that federal agencies are, I can't believe this, I've not been able to verify it. Check it out for yourself. Maybe somebody can help me with that. Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System invites public comment on an advance notice of proposed rulemaking to enhance regulators' ability to resolve large banks in an orderly way should they fail. So there's not going to be the bailouts this time because the money's not there. This is a post I wanted to share. The vast majority of trans children are from blue states. I do believe that to be fact. It proves that it's child abuse. If it were a natural occurrence, it wouldn't be regional. Also, if the I don't know about that claim, but if the current rate of children identifying as LGBTQ were to continue at this pace, our birth rate wouldn't be sustainable and our population would be collapsed. It is collapsing. Imagine, if you will, living in a world where angry, purple-haired women dressed as vaginas lecture everyone on human dignity. It's really amazing. There's more here that I didn't get to today. We're not going to be able to get to it. There's so much to get to this week. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Maybe I'll be feeling a little bit better. In the meantime, you don't got to do what you got to do. you got to get to spend some time outside. Maybe we'll talk more about this Kanye thing. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Hope to see you there. <laughs>